Is the Bulls' future a little bit brighter than people initially let on? We're going to talk about the recent play from Kobe White, Patrick Williams, and Io DeSumo, and how they're setting themselves up to be a big part of the future for the Chicago Bulls. We're also going to talk about the Bulls' schedule going forward into the season and why it actually is getting a little bit easier. We're going to talk about all that and more. Plus, dive into the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, Let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so I want to talk about the future for the Chicago Bulls. Now, a lot's been made of that. We even had a little bit of a roundtable about it on the uh, on the YouTube page. Me, Kev, Steve-O, Bobby, and C-Dub, the whole Chi-Town Sports Central family basically um, had, had an episode just talking a lot more just about the young players. But one, one thing that's really turning heads right now is definitely Kobe White, right? I think Kobe White's the one that's doing it the most, of course, with his, with his play and how he's been uh, rounding out here lately. And you know, Kobe White's showing uh, uh, why you don't give up on players uh, early. And we talked about that a little bit on yesterday's daily episode as well. Kobe White now over the uh, the last eight games is averaging 20.9 points per game, 48.7% uh, shooting from the field, and uh, and uh, over 50% from um, from three-point range. That And at the 9.8 attempts per game that he's taken, he's eighth right now in three-pointers made and fourth in percentage of three-pointers made as far as players that have taken over 63 pointers. So, listen, Kobe White has absolutely grown. As a matter of fact, the only players right now with uh, at least 60 attempts uh, of three pointers made that are that are uh, shooting better than than uh, Kobe White are Tyrese Halliburton, Steph Curry, and I can't remember. There's, there's another one, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, Kobe White is showing that he is absolutely growing. And you know, I, I love the game from Kobe White. This is understanding things. I know we make a lot about it when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. But, like, even outside of that, he's just playing really intelligent basketball, making the proper decisions, making the proper cuts, understanding how to pace and go about himself, not letting himself get down either. In that last game, he started off shooting the ball really bad. But he really came out of that and still played well on the second half of that. And so, listen, Kobe White is 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 one of the shining and bright spots absolutely for the Chicago Bulls team right now. And he's stepping up in a way. Jalen Brunson's the other one that's shooting better than Kobe. Uh, but... Right, right now, like when you look at at just how the the poise and stuff like that, that's why it it sometimes progression isn't a, always linear. And I think sometimes as as sports fans, we have this thing of looking at all right, the first year you show a little bit, the second year you build a little bit off top of that. By the third year, oh my God! By the third year, you better be an all star, or we're gonna label you a bust. I'm, that's a little bit of high of high, hyperbole there, but that's what it's almost like for a lot of for a lot of sports fans. If it's not by that third year. They're almost ready to give up on players. And so you're seeing it now with Kobe, even, you know, more than that. Like it took, he's in his fifth year in the league. And so it took some time for Kobe to really round out and put it all to get together and get that consistency. And one thing as well is to find the right role. That's another thing. When, you, when you're all up and down your role, it's not always straightforward as far as you finding your path to being consistent. And so Kobe White, who started off this season, you know, not starting in the second Second season, he, he was a starter. In the third season, by then, he was not a starter again. And so Kobe White, being 23 years old, turns 24 in February, um, is just really starting to round out the things that are all overlapping as far as the intelligence of the game, his understanding, his confidence, right? His role, he's now in a role that really suits him as well, and he's understanding and growing in that role extremely well. Kobe White is putting it all together, and I do not want to overlook 
the way that Kobe White has played recently in this game, and he's been a extreme bright spot for the Chicago Bulls team. And, you know, if he can continue to build off of it, it's going to be something special. Over the last five games, I know I went over the last eight, but the last five games specifically, Kobe White is averaging 22 points per game, 4.6 assists per game, 4.4 uh, rebounds per game. He's doing that on 40% shooting, 48% shooting from the field, I'm sorry, and 50% shooting from three-point range. And he's averaging right under a steal per game as well and only two turnovers per game. Kobe White is balling right now. And it's not just him either. You also want to talk about Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams in this game so far, in the last five in this game, in the last five games, has has shot the ball, uh, you know, 14 and a half points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game, 1.1 assists per game. He's also averaging a still and a half per game, basically, and a block per game. He's doing that at 55% shooting from the field, taking at four, 10 shots per game. So again, we're not even talking about a Patrick Williams that's necessarily taking more shots than what he did earlier in his career. He's just playing with more confidence. He's shooting the ball as well, 42% from three when you combine over the last five games. Now, you want to see it longer. We've seen these spurts from Patrick Williams before. You want to see it longer before you're willing to bet on that. But again, another player that's rounding out. And then lastly, Ayo Desumu. Now, his stats aren't as, as high, right? 9.2 uh, points per game, 2.8 assists, 1.8 rebounds per game for him. He's also averaging a still and a half per game. He is in the last five games shooting the ball 55% from the field. Uh, not great from three-pointer, shooting it 23% from three. He was better from three earlier in, in the in the um in the season, but he's also a player that's finding his role. He's rounding out well. He's playing with a lot of confidence, pushing the ball in transition. And these are three players. When you add in as well, Julian Phillips, we still don't haven't seen a lot of Dalen Terry either. You can even add Ernalot Batim in that, Adama Sanago, Justin Lewis. We got to talk about Justin Lewis, which I did not release the G League episode yesterday. I'll get that Windy City Bulls episode out today. The day got away from me, guys. I'm sorry for that. Uh, but that episode, well, you'll be getting that content. But when it comes down to it, these players are really starting to show something, and it does make the future brighter for the Chicago Bulls. Now, how bright? You know, Pat asked me this over on Locked On Bulls um, on today's episode. He asked, "Do you see Kobe turning into a number one scoring option?" on a winning team, and well, he, I think he said championship team, and I haven't seen enough to say that, but I can say this, is that Kobe White has absolutely showed that he deserves to be a big part of a winning team, and he's playing winning basketball, and I think that's the most important part that you want to see. When it comes to Patrick Williams and Ayo Desumu, what Ayo's able to do, right, and I know people are saying, we got we got uh, Illinois uh, Ayo back, we got Illinois Ayo back, and so he's playing confidently. He was never a true point guard, but he, he can do some point guard type things, but what we're seeing here is he's more dangerous playing in the wing in the NBA. And so, you know, he's also rounding out to that. And so these players are really starting to show that that future is brighter for the Bulls. You know, some people who've had and said things like, oh, the Bulls have no young. Hell, I've even said, like, oh, do the Bulls have no young players and necessarily shown themselves to be pillars on the next team. And that's starting to change. Kobe White alone has changed that. And so, you know, we got to see with the other two. I, I love the way that Patrick Williams has been playing confidently on both sides of the ball taking some really good defensive assignments while still finding a way to score the ball semi-effectively for himself. So, listen, it's just, I'm not saying that it's coming around, and no, I'm not saying yet, as some people are saying, that this team is better off without Zach Levine. I think that they're developing without Zach Levine, and they're playing a much different style of basketball, and we got to see if that's going to continue. I need to see it for a month before I'm willing to say for sure. Let's just call it my own PTSD, my own doubt and pessimism with the Chicago Bulls team, but I think we've seen so much from them in spurts that, you know, we don't really see enough in in uh, over a sustained over time. So you want to see that the play style is really working for the Chicago Bulls as well. 
Um, we'll see how DeMar comes out. we got two very winnable games against Charlotte and San Antonio in this uh, upcoming week, and that's it. So a fairly light week for the Bulls team as well. They get to get some practices in, really see if this style of play is something that they can really continue working on, developing and getting even better in, and get more healthy as well with that. And so, you know, we'll end up seeing what happens with that. And I just wanted to talk about these young players because I've been extremely impressed with the, play, with the play of those three young players specifically, outside of just them, though. Torrey Craig played really good for us, especially in that last game. Talked about how DeMar DeRozan really adapted his game over how that game went against the Pelicans to really kind of fit better in a more up-tempo system. Vooch, we got one good game against Vooch, uh, with Vooch against Milwaukee. Let's see if we can get back on track uh, with Vooch, you know, using him more effectively, him shooting the ball more effectively. Let's hope that's coming down. But as of right now, the future's a little bit brighter than what I initially came into the season thinking. But with that said, we talk about the schedule. The Bulls right now have the 10th easiest schedule remaining in the NBA. And so we we talked about at the beginning of the season how the Bulls are going to be tried and tested early in the season. The, the season gets, I mean, the schedule gets pr- progressively easier for them now as the season goes on. While we have the 10th easiest schedule right now in the league, it gets e- even easier after January 15th, after mi- mid-January. It gets even easier, therefore, after that. And so the Bulls right now have some time to start working on some things, to start really finding it, uh, an, an identity for themselves as they get ready to trade and move on from Zach Levine. And this is the – I'm not going to say that the Bulls are going to all of a sudden turn this thing around or where they're above 500 or anything like that, but they have games against opponents that, you know, they, they can compete in. And like we've seen before, if they play with this level of heart and determination and grit defensively, they can really compete against anybody. And so as the schedule gets easier for the Chicago Bulls and things get a little bit more clear on what this roster is going to look like going forward, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they perform over this, right? And I think you're looking at the players that we just mentioned as well as some other players that are getting minutes on this team to see how their season starts rounding out from some of the disappointment earlier in the season. And so yeah, with the Bulls having an easier schedule going forward, I think that hopefully they're taking advantage of it. Hopefully we see the best out of coaching from Billy Donovan as well. And, you know, this is a thing that I'm not saying that our outlook on the season can turn around, right? And one thing that I've experienced, the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at bet mgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Said, And I'm going to maintain unless the Bulls go on a crazy winning streak is that wins and losses really aren't the thing that we're focused on with the Chicago Bulls team right now. It's not wins and losses, it's development, right? Also, what you get back from the Zach Levine and that type of move, but also it's how these young players are progressing and showing themselves as we head towards the offseason that we may see a lot of new faces in here on top of what we may see after the Zach Levine trade. So the Bulls need to use this, get healthy, right? Hopefully Alice Caruso to get healthy. I would sit out Alice Caruso for the rest of this week Considering the Bulls got an easy, easier two games this week and a light schedule, get them a week off in there and see how the Bulls can come out of this and perform. I think that the Bulls, you know, I'm not going to say, like I said, I'm not saying that we're going to turn it around all of a sudden and we're going to be fighting for a playing spot or anything like that. But I think for the things that we could realistically look at, the development of the young pieces, developing a play style, um, guys stepping up in major ways and maybe showing they're ready for bigger roles than what we've had so far for them. I think those are big things for this team as well. So let's hope that that can be the case and continue to look forward into that. But with that said, you guys have been going off in the voicemail bag all week long. So we got three voicemails we're going to get into today. This first one, this one's for Matt. Hey, what's going on, man? It's Matt, a.k.a. Villas from 847, bro. Uh, just calling in again, checking. Um, things that I just heard after the Pelicans game, it's actually Sunday now. Um, I've seen the clip servicing around about Zion telling Bulls personnel outside the locker room you know, one of, whether he's assistant or one of the Bulls personnel was kind of messed with him. Like, man, I heard you want to come play here. And he was kind of like, Shh, you know, like, calm down, man. Like, don't say that out loud. He was like, I was trying to show y'all a little something today. You know, like, you know, you know, bust y'all ass. But Pelican told me to, you know, like, take it easy. You know, and that's what it sounds like he says. Like, you know, he told me to, you know, take it easy, make sure I don't get hurt type of stuff. Because, you know, that could be in the works. Um, and kind of like almost seemed like he was kind of confirmed that he would like to play for the Bulls. And, you know, with his salary, it's pretty close to Levine. Um, maybe throwing like Cody Zeller or something like that. And I think it matches up pretty well. Um, so, you know, one, which is what do you think about that? And two, in the offseason, you know, him and, and the Duke boys, um, we're all talking about, you know, getting back together. And what if, you know, what if it, I might just be cooking this up in my own brain here, but what if that is kind of their plan? Um, and it's actually working out that way. Zion comes to the Bulls from Zach. R.J. Barrett comes to the Bulls from DeMar. And Cam Reddish and, you know, maybe some picks and some other people come to the Bulls from the Lakers. And the three Duke boys are all together again. They said they always all wanted to get back to playing together on the same team. It might be a possibility. I'm looking at it right now like, oh, my God, it could happen. And I know that's what a lot of those guys want to do. Um, you know, what would you think about that? Um, I know it's kind of a stretch, obviously. Obviously, like, you know, we've, we've all talked about that full rebuild and trade. Everyone's probably not going to happen. But, um, you know, these guys have been wanting that to happen for the last year or so. These Duke boys keep talking about that, you know, them wanting that to be what happens for them next. And after I heard that in the locker room today, my brain went to that place, and I was like, oh, my God. Tell me what you think about that, um, even though I know it's highly unlikely. And uh, keep it up, hey, man. Love to talk to you, bro. Take care. And so I saw this all pop up on social media yesterday as far as Zion wanting to play for the Bulls. Well, keep in mind, who he was talking about was not an assistant coach for the Bulls. It's actually, uh, I think is uh, you pronounce it Umedia? Umedia? That's how you pronounce it. It's his last name. He is actually the director of basketball operations and the general manager for the Windy City Bulls. 
So I highly doubt that Zion Williamson is telling somebody, hey, I want to come play for y'all at the Windy City Bulls. It was a joke. And I know Bulls fans right now are grasping for things. I'm not saying you, this you, Matt, because this was reported, and I understand where you're coming from, but, like, this is just two people who are familiar with each other joking around. That's really all it is. It's nothing too crazy. It's nothing too major. No, Zion Williamson is not coming to the Chicago Bulls in a Zach Levine trade. It's not going to happen. Um, I know people have been talking about it, wishing for it, hoping for it, but it's not going to happen. And so, you know, when it comes down to it, that's what it is. You know, I always got to be realistic here. Would I love them to be able to get Zion? That would be a hell of a get to get back for Zach Levine is if you can bring in Zion, but that's not happening. Um, so there you go. It's just two people that are familiar with each other joking around. That's all that is. But all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Kelder. I am going to take a moment here as Kelder to just say, this is my moment. Zach Levine obviously has been a major problem. Like probably for, he's just not the guy. He's damaging, and he goes against what the coach wants. This has been beautiful basketball last two nights. It has been a ton of fun. Like DeMar DeRozan bought in, moved the ball, got a fifth, and scored when he had to. Um, Patrick Williams moving around, doing things. Um, the one guy who doesn't play, they've got to trade him. Um, Billy Donovan is not a bad coach. They're running his stuff. It's a beautiful thing. This is my moment. Trade Levine. Shout out to Casual Kelder. Uh, first of all, it's such a casual take to all of a sudden say, oh, Billy Donovan's system's working. Billy, Zach Levine didn't run the system. No, Billy, the system has changed. He's, he's adapted to, A, already what they talked about they wanted to adapt to this season. And then on top of that, the players now that, that we're running that system with are more apt to run it because you have those young, scrappy guys out there. So, no. This is not a thing where all of a sudden now Zach Levine wasn't running what no Zach Levine was running what Billy Donovan wanted them to run at that point in time for the last two seasons. Now coming into this year, they did want to change that play style, and you know with that starting lineup, we saw it. It wasn't just and this is the thing. This is where people try to start making Zach Levine the scapegoat, right? And I and I disagree with anybody who says, oh, the Bulls are trying to make Zach Levine the scapegoat. But but people like this, casual people like Kelder who say, oh well, now look. Billy Donovan, we're all all better. It's just Zach Levine. No, it's a lot more than that. And that goes back to why you got to watch the game of basketball because you can't blame how the Bulls were starting off the season just on Zach Levine. I'm not saying he didn't have an effect and impact. He absolutely did, especially after the trade request was known and things like that. Absolutely. And I have not agreed with how Zach's handled it. But I think when you're looking at it, it's an oversimplification to just say, oh, Zach Levine wasn't running what he didn't do what Billy Donovan wanted him to do. No, that's just false and incorrect. What we were running the last two years before the season, Zach Levine was running that to what Billy Donovan wanted this team to do, and that was not using players in their proper situation, not doing catch and shoots for Zach, not going to Vooch, not feeding the hot hand, bad uh, rotations. Those all things were still true. Two things can be true at the same time. But I think what you're seeing now is an impact from just kind of all the all the talk around Zach Levine, that being removed from the system. We heard also um, yesterday that the players were just unhappy before. And so now you're seeing them play a little bit more free, things like that. And like we talked about uh, before, when everybody's getting being able to touch the ball and the ball's moving around freely, everybody's getting 10 shots and things like that, it helps other players stay engaged more. And so, yeah, Billy Donovan coached two really good games. I'm not going to try to take that away from Billy Donovan, but that has not been the consistent norm from this team. And to act like that is, Casual Kelder, you continue to prove your casual takes. Let's get into the next one. This one's from Shay. Yo, what's up, Paz? You know, with all this Zach Levine can't get traded crap, you know what I would do? I would just trade DeMar right now and focus on trading Zach Levine in the offseason. 
look, I know what people are going to say. Oh, we want to see what this team looks like without Zach Levine. But at the end of the day, man, let's face it, Zach Levine may not get traded this season. He, I could, I could see him getting traded in the offseason. But this season, nah, not really. I think that if we would just focus on getting DeMar DeRozan out of here and Zach Levine play better, we could probably get something even much better for him in the offseason. That way, a lot of teams can know what they have and know what they need, and that way we could just, and that way we could just, you know, see what we could, we could do, and if we could turn this around. But hey, who knows? But I think that we should, you know, focus on trading Demar Demar Derozan, especially since he's gonna be a free agent. That's just me. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. Focus on trading DeMar now and Zach in the offseason. Here's the thing. I think everybody who br- keeps bringing up, why are we trading Zach? It should be DeMar. He, Zach has the highest value and he requested a trade. So, you know, and I know you know that, Shay, but at the end of the day, like, everybody got to stop assuming that this Bulls team is trying to trade DeMar. Everything that we've heard is saying that they absolutely they aren't necessarily trying to trade DeMar DeRozan. So, I don't I I understand the thought process and I understand it to say, hey, let's trade DeMar first. Maybe we can convince Zach to stay. I think that ship is sailed personally from everything that I'm hearing. Uh, it seems like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that the, I think we have to just come to the realization that Zach is going to be on the move. And it's partly because of his own desire, whether it be his management team or him. And that's just what it is. And, you know, will the Zach um would it get better in the offseason? Not if the Bulls lose, not if he continues to affect the chemistry, not if he continues to defer where he's only taking nine shots, right? It could actually get worse. And so I don't I don't know if they play that. I, I, like I said, I understand your, your thought process on it. I just don't know if they play that game because they can end up in a place where it doesn't get better. It gets even worse. And then that's scary. But all right, let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.